I was doing music a lot, uh, even when I was playing tennis before. So, so for me, of course, I, I was like, okay, I will have more time for my music, more time for for all the things that I like uh, on the side. So it was it was a perfect time for me, honestly. It was a great uh, great opportunity. Ouais. Ouais. Tous les soirs c'est le même délire, je suis solo dans mon salon, j'écris des rimes toute la nuit en espérant que ma vie s'allonge. Dans le noir mon esprit navigue pas de lueur, je suis perdu dans l'ombre, souvent je pars à la dérive, je rêve de m'évader de ce monde, j'écris ce texte. Good with a racket in his hand, good with a mic in his hand. That is Francis Quarantin Moutet, and that's one of the two singles that he released during lockdown. It's called BBB Number One. You know, while the coronavirus has been hell for so many of us, for Moutet, in a strange way, it was a bit of a blessing for him. You would think he'd be pissed at 21 years of age. He's coming into his own as an ATP player. Reached the third round of Roland Garros last year. Earlier this year, he took out Stan Varinka and Doha and reached the final there for his first ATP final. And now he's currently tucked inside the top 100 at 75 in the world. So much going for him on the court. You'd think he'd be frustrated, but instead... He's turned to his other passion. He turned to his music during quarantine, specifically his rap, something he's extremely passionate about. Salut petit frère, écoute-moi. Écoute-moi. Faut pas écouter tous les adultes. Leur discours, leur loi à la noix. C'est souvent à cause de leurs blessures. Ce soir, il est tard, je pense à toi. Je suis tout seul ici sans ton sourire. Vivre sans toi, c'est impossible. Je préfère autant de I was fortunate enough to talk with Quarantan last week while he was practicing in the south of France for the ultimate tennis showdown and uh, if you haven't seen his game already you really should he's a fiery player an emotional player that has an imaginative improvisational game he's an extremely gifted shot maker he's got soft hands fast feet flair for the dramatic and as you might have known a little bit of a temper He's a really interesting character, both on the court and off the court. If you haven't heard his rap music, you should do that too. Amute wants to keep the music and the tennis separate, so he's created an Instagram page that I'm going to tell you guys about in case you don't know already. That is Mute underscore music on Instagram. You can find out all about his recent tracks, where he's uploading them, where you can listen to them, maybe even buy them. So definitely head over to Mute underscore music on Instagram. And in the meantime, why don't you check out our interview? We talked for about 30, 35 minutes about a whole bunch of topics. You'll find out just how interesting of a young man Quarantan is. And have a listen. I'll check you guys on the other side. Since a long time already, uh, during the, the coronavirus, uh, I had a long time at home alone. So it was easier for me to, to write and uh, and I don't know, take more time to do the music because I, I couldn't play tennis anymore during this time. So, yeah, I just had more time with myself to do that. It was it was very good. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people, a lot of tennis players we see have kind of found their other habits or other um, hobbies, th- things that they're passionate about. And that way, I guess, it, slowing down life sometimes for a guy like you who's probably playing tennis you know almost all the all the time every day and every year must be it's a blessing in a way yeah for me honestly it was a i wasn't happy about the situation because it was a tough situation for the world but uh uh for for my situation it was it was it was good because i'm traveling all the time since a lot since a long time now uh i'm traveling all the time i don't see my family so much uh i'm not uh 
I'm not at home uh, too much, so it was for me it was two two months and a half uh, when I, I I was able to stay at home uh, to do like uh, something else than tennis. Yeah, just we just had to to live with another passion than tennis that we we are doing every day normally. And this time we were supposed to to find another passion, to find something to to do during the day instead of tennis. And for me it was a of course it was a it was let's say easy because I I was doing music a lot uh, even when I was playing tennis. Yeah. Before so so for me of course I, I was like okay I will have more time for my music, more time for for all the things that I like uh, on the side. So yeah. it was it was a perfect time for me honestly. Yeah. It was a great uh, great opportunity. Yeah, are, are you surprised in a way how that you were able to get to this next level. I mean, you're pretty serious now. You're in recording studios. You're shooting videos. It's high quality stuff. You've got you've got it kind of separated, and and you're doing it really professional. At the beginning of the quarantine, did you expect that this was going to be the end result? Uh, I mean, the 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 other thing was uh, just to put something on Instagram and just wait for the for the answer. For the people who will maybe criticize or I don't know uh, what people will think about uh, my music part. But uh, honestly, I was recording. Uh... Serious as now, but uh, I was just not showing uh, what I was doing ah. because uh, I didn't know how to do it. I, I didn't want to to mix tennis and music. I, wa- I really wanted to separate that. So for me, it was... It was hard when I was playing every week, uh, being in a tournament every week, seeing the players all the time. So it was tough for me to put something on Instagram and then the next day uh, be on the central court and play a match, you know. Yeah. Because I I knew that after the after the match I will have to answer about uh, about the music. So for me it was the perfect time to to just intro- introduce myself uh, as a musician. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, glad you did it. And can you tell me a little bit about because obviously you you're pretty gifted in music in terms of you play the piano. I've seen you play some guitar. Have you been training with music uh, ever since you were a young kid? Yeah, not really. Honestly, I was just listen. I, I loved the music uh, since the beginning because I was listening all the time music, all the time. Uh, I I always loved the uh, the words, the nice words, yeah. uh, the nice uh, lyrics. Yes. So I was always like uh, really emotional about uh, music. Um, so it's it's always been a, pa- a passion for me. But then uh, maybe four four years ago, five years ago, I don't know. I felt uh, the I felt the I needed to write to write my feelings uh, on a paper. Uh, I mean, even in, in for for my life, uh, for just to feel better, you know. Yeah. So that's when I start to. To write something, of course, in the beginning, it's not the the best lyrics, but uh, then you you learn about yourself, you discover some new things about yourself, some emotions that were maybe uh, really deep uh, uh, that you didn't know, you know, yeah, that you didn't feel, you didn't even know. So for me, it was perfect just to to learn how to know myself better. Uh, that was the best thing I think uh, the, that music gave me. Uh, but yeah, I'll, it's always been a passion for me. Yeah, and you don't only listen to rap, is that correct? You know, are you you listen to a lot of different music? Yeah, uh, as I said, I love the nice lyrics and the, the nice uh, 
melody. I really like the melancholic part mm-hmm. uh, in the music. So there is a, for me, I honestly listen French music the most because uh, the lyrics and the, the language, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, I recognize myself more in those lyrics. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I love the French music, the old French music. Uh, Serge? Even the rap, yeah, sorry? Serge Gainsbourg? Yeah, that kind of guy, Jacques Brel, uh, Aznavour, that died uh, Classics. maybe two years ago. Yeah, I, lo- I love those uh, those guys because uh, they, they have nice lyrics and there is an history in all the those songs. Uh, so yeah, I love it. I love it. It's uh, that that's what I was uh, listening the most before rap, mm. and then uh, I found in the rap uh, many good things because now the rap is uh, I think for me, uh, for myself, in my opinion, it's a mix of all the musics because you can see uh, you can see some uh, rock music. Uh, electro music, you can see many things. Classical music in the rap. Yeah. So it's for me, it's a mix of uh, a little bit all the music. You can do whatever you want in the rap. So yeah. for me, it's a, it's it's one of the best music for me now because uh, you can do whatever you want. You you have a freedom totally. Uh, you are totally free to do what you want. Encore un autre saumor écrit entre la nuit et l'aurore Dans ma tête je vois des horreurs qui me font souvent perdre le nord Pour l'avenir je crois que c'est mort J'attends plus la désamorce Les yeux posés sur la bombe J'attends que mon âme sent de mon corps Je suis perdu Cool And the poetry Rambo, Baudelaire, uh, Guy de Maupassant Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect Yeah, yeah. I, I I like Victor Hugo as well. Victor Hugo is one of the best for me. Okay. Uh, uh, Rambo as well. But I, I I'm not reading too often, honestly. I just like sometimes to read some uh, some sentence, and uh, I'm not reading too much books. Yeah. Uh, just that I I, I like. I, I'm buying many books, but I I never read them. Okay. You like the language <laughs> though, pieces, pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the books, but uh, I was reading uh, more before. I was reading a lot, but then I stopped and I just keep buying the books because I'm like, okay, this one is, <laughs> is so so nice. I have to buy it and I, I have to read it. And then I'm coming at home and I'm you know, I'm watching Netflix or yeah, doing music. You'll get there. You'll find the time. You're a busy man. <laughs> well, well, not too much. <laughs> I try to be more busy and more busy. Yeah. Busy. So yeah. c- can you tell me um, the the two last singles that you released were were kind of like a, a bigger production and maybe you have your own web page with them. But the, the first one was Petit Frère about, about your brother. How did he feel about that song? And, and can you tell me a little bit of what, what made you inspired to talk about your brother? Viens on s'en va de cette planète, planète Que toi et moi comme un tandem Je te fais du mal et pourtant je t'aime Mais y'a pas de place pour les regrets Ces mensonges qui tombent dans le casque Quand vient la nuit et la détresse Car quand je dois partir de chez moi Nos au revoir je les déteste Même si je suis pas la sauvante Yeah for me I, I wrote this song during the quarantine uh, I remember because I was living during the night During the quarantine so I I remember that I was thinking about him because it was the first time that I was able to be in Paris at home, uh, like uh, really close to him for once. And uh, I wasn't able to see him. So it was tough for me. Uh, I was finally uh, at home and uh, I couldn't see him. 
So that's why uh, I wrote this song. Uh, and I, you know, he's, he's young. He's uh, 11 years old. So I don't know if he, if he really realized, but I think uh, that he's a. Uh, it's already uh, mature enough to yeah. to feel all those emotions. So uh, I think a small brother. I never, I've never been a small brother, but I think I think a small brother need a, his big brother to 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 how can I say grew up to, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I wrote this song. Uh, he was the first uh, guy to listen the song. I was. I wanted to write it uh, for his birthday as well. Uh, cool. Yeah, for me it was. For me it was uh, the. It was uh, how can I say, uh, une évidence. I don't know how do you say yeah. that. Yeah, a proof. A proof of your love. Yeah, it was a. I had to do my first single. Had to do uh, something about him. Yeah, that's very so, cool. So yeah, so that's why I, I did this one, and, and I'm pretty proud about this one because it's. I wrote it. Uh, I, I wrote uh, the song in uh, maybe one hour or two, but uh, yeah, I was in a really good mood, and uh, it's really a, a, an emotional song for me. And uh, I wrote it uh, like directly. It was like uh, it was the same that than uh, if I was speaking to him directly. Mm. So it's a, it's a nice feeling. Very cool, and you'll have it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then and and the sex the second one was a, a little bit more serious topic. Um, which was like a re correct me if I'm wrong, but a reaction to what happened in America with George Floyd and in support of the Black Lives Matter protests, which aren't aren't really an American thing at all. They're they're a global thing, and you have some pretty strong feelings on that subject as well. Yeah, for me, it's not it's not only about um, uh, George Floyd. It's about uh, you know it's tough because uh, I'm white, and it's tough for me to like say that um you know to say that uh, all, all the the inequality in the world um how can i say that because it's tough i i don't want to say bullshit on that subject ah. <laughs> uh, i want to find the good words it's yeah it's just that um you know i i i found that uh, really unfair to to like to be different because of uh, skin color for me it's uh it's i don't know how it can be possible yes. in, in the world uh, so i was just like okay of, of course george floyd uh, was maybe the one who ever everybody said okay it's too much now we have to say we have to say something we have to do something and i wanted just to to tell them that okay uh i see the inequality between uh, white and black people it's unfair totally unfair and I'm with you, you know. I'm with you guys. I'm a. Uh, it's not because I, that I'm white that I'm not with you. Yeah. Uh, because for me, everybody has to be together, uh, no matter the color of the skin or the religion or whatever. Bah ouais qu'est-ce que tu croyais tu pensais contrôler la vie plus de loyer à payer il passait nuit seul dans la ville il vide les tailles souvent absent moi ses pensées dans verre d'absinthe tu me sa drogue les yeux pleins de sang pleurons la mort de sa femme enceinte sur un pont le vide de la paix dès qu'il est tard les vides sont la peine et vite la joie dès qu'elle est là de toute façon c'est soit ça soit le mitard je so, that's why I wanted to write this song because I was I was mad at this because I uh, you know I don't want to be uh, I, we feel guilty we feel bad because uh, some people, some white people, um, behave have a, 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 ba a bad uh, behavior with the black guy, uh, with the black guys or girls, with the black people, and then 
we are in the same uh, how can I say this? we are in the same uh, same bag with uh, those guys yeah and I and I don't want to be in the same bag because I'm I'm not like that for me everybody have to be uh, have to be in the same on the same stage uh, nobody is uh, more important than someone else and uh, I think that's my philosophy of the life and yeah. I wanted to to tell that to the most people that will listen to this song absolutely so, yeah it was just like okay guys I'm with you uh, I I'm trying to understand how do you feel because uh, because I because I never had this kind of problem in my life and uh, and I mean I'm with you guys uh, I support you uh, we have to fight together because uh, the skin color or the religion is not a is not a things to separate uh, us we have to be all together and uh, there is only bad and good guys that's it yeah it's not like a uh, color or religion it's just that there's some stupid people and some uh, smart people yeah man i mean that's that's so cool because i mean one of the big things we're seeing in this movement is that there are white voices like for the first time but it's still they're not enough and you're you adding your voice and making this song is huge it's very important and it's it's a, it's brave on your part and it's it just shows the kind of person you are so nice work i mean i think everybody appreciates what you did there yeah but for me i think there is i can't understand why there is still difference between a like religion or skin color, I thought for me it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, you know, there is a the bigger artist uh, were uh, were black. They, they, I mean, they gave us they gave us so ma so many things that I don't understand why it will be a difference to be black or white. For me, yeah. it's it's the same. You know, it's yeah, it's just about the 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 the, the people. It's not about the how they look. Yeah. But uh, okay, but it's it's the world. It's like this. Yeah. No, appreciate your words on that. And do you, how do where's the best place for people to um to find your music and listen to it? Because you kind of separate your music and your tennis. And of course, I follow you on Instagram. But, but um, is it the Genius page that's the best place to, to find your music, or on YouTube? Or I mean, I, I guess it's pretty easy, right? You just Google Mute. Yeah, but for me, I. I as you said, I'm trying to separate uh, the most I can, so that's why I did a second uh, Instagram account to to just put my music on this one and uh, on the other one put only the tennis. Yeah. So people, so the people can choose if they want to listen to my music or if they want to follow me for my tennis. I think it's the best thing. Yeah. Because because uh, yeah, it's not the same tennis and music. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I wanted to separate. So I think the best way to find me it's uh, Instagram. Uh, because I put all the information on that, then uh, they can see all the link for the YouTube, all the link for the platforms. Uh, yeah, I think it's the best way because it's like my website a little bit. Okay, cool. So go to go to the Instagram and what's the handle for your for your music Instagram? D you mean the the name? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, like a co. Uh, I don't know what you call it in English. The I think it's underscore. The, it's underscore? I think so. The line, the, the... Yeah. So underscore M underscore and official. I see it. Cool. C-O underscore M underscore official. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Do you ever worry, Quarantan, about, about um, having the energy to do both the music and the tennis and being pulled in one direction and 
or do you feel like now that you're now you're in the south of France, you're starting to play tennis again, the US Open is approaching, do you feel like you're able to focus back and sort of have that balance that you need to become the I mean obviously you're a rising player, you had a great season last year, you're really um you're not just a musician, you've got like two professional careers going it feels like. Yeah, but for me I think it's not impossible to combine uh, both. Uh, I think I'm really serious when I'm doing music and serious when I'm doing tennis and when I'm on court I'm not thinking about the music and when I'm in the studio I'm not thinking about tennis so I think it's really I, I feel so much better on court now that I that I was able to express myself in music because I wanted to do it since a long time great so uh, I feel so much better when uh, I mean every day in life because I was uh, I, I had this feeling that uh, I had something in my in me and I couldn't express myself totally so uh, I feel better on court. I think for me it's a good, uh, good balance. Oh. Uh, I love the music. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I love it. It's a good balance for me. I have to. I have to do it. I need to do it. So I don't feel uh, healthy. I don't feel good mentally if I don't do music. Yep. a little bit. That's but perfect. I don't want to. I mean, I have to keep in mind, and I keep in mind, of course, that tennis is my, is my job and my pa- my first passion. So uh, no doubt that I will. Uh, still give uh, the same uh, even more I mean <laughs> even more because I feel better now uh, on court and uh, in the practice wow. I will be more ready than ever that's great and speaking about being ready I mean you had a great season last year I mean the third round at Roland Garros was really big for you the win at Bercy was huge and facing Djokovic was nice to, to be uh, in Paris on a big stage. So can you talk a little bit about, um, did it surprise you, the success you were able to have last year? And, and what did it mean for you to kind of, you know, have that success and get up get upside now to where you're ranked at 75 and you're sort of a player who now is expecting to win matches on tour? Well, I'm, uh, I'm happy and unhappy. It's uh, always like this with me in tennis. Uh, I always expect more than I'm doing uh, because I always want to be better and uh, better. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that my ranking is now. Uh, uh, of course, uh, I want to have best be, best ranking than this. But uh, it's it's nice to play on tour for the first year uh, on the the big tournament, the bigger tournament. Uh, maybe do. Maybe play more 250, 500, and all the Grand Slam. Yeah, it's a it's a good feeling, you know, because I I did a, a lot of uh, hours on court in the gym. Uh, I worked a lot. Uh, there is sometimes that I was struggling, but I I I've always uh, gave my best on court, you know, uh, and uh, even in the tough moments. So it's nice to have a a little uh, trophy, you know, yeah. like uh, something to to. Uh, to how can I say to recompense to give you it's nice that tennis give you back something you're mm-hmm. giving back something to tennis and uh, it giving you back something yeah so I'm practicing tennis since I'm maybe uh, I don't know 13 uh, really serious or 12 so it's nice to be here today you know it was a long way and it's mm-hmm. still not finished of course but it's it was a long way to come here <laughs> yeah for sure, it's a long journey. And who do you think, who gives, who really helped you shape the game that you have now since you were young? How did it all get started for you? But for me, the the first two, I think, were the one who developed my game and uh, 
and gave me uh, the love uh, of tennis. It's my my father. He wasn't a coach, but uh, he he was playing with me, and uh, he gave me that the the good uh, the good side. He, he showed me the good side of tennis, the good uh, things in tennis. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, uh, by myself, uh, I was uh, I was going on the mini tennis, playing with my friends all day long, every day. So uh, so yeah, in the, the the first was this, and then of course all all the coach that I have. Yeah. that I had, sorry, all the coach that I had mm -hmm. uh, in the past, they all helped me in a different way. Uh, so yeah, they all gave me something uh, that I needed. Uh, they were all really different, uh, different uh, personality, different person. So they all give me a little bit, uh, 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 little things that helped me a lot uh, to build uh, who I am today. Mm. So I'm really, I'm really uh, proud and I'm, really satisfied that i found uh, all those guys on my on my way yeah i'm i'm really lucky i think i'm a i'm lucky to have find a always good human and a good people on my way that's cool and did you spend most of your time playing in and around t paris when you were young yeah i was practicing uh, in paris until 12 then i then I was practicing in the south of France uh, for two years in a kind of uh, tennis school, yeah. like a national center of federation. Okay. So yeah, for two years, and then I was practicing back in uh, Paris since mm. today uh, mm. until today. Uh, so yeah, I, I did a, a lot of different things. I did a lot of different things. I tried uh, many many way. Sometimes I. I uh, I took the wrong way, and then I'm, I was coming back on the right way. Yeah, it, it's always been uh, like a, a, a search. Uh, how can I say research? Yeah, it always been like, like this. I was trying to find the best for me in the moment, in the present, mm -hmm. and uh, and and I'm really happy about my way. You know, it was uh, tough sometimes, but uh, I wouldn't change anything uh, uh, that I did. Yeah, and um. You're kind of a generation next, I guess you would say, from from the young French players is Hugo Ambert, um, and there's there's some some other young guys. And of course, Luca Puy is kind of in the middle. But I mean, what does it mean for you guys to grow up and to look up to guys like uh, Jean-Wilfried Tsonga, Richard Gasquet, Gaël Monfils? I mean, incredible players. Um, have you been in touch with those guys, and have they been have they kind of helped inspire you on your journey? Yeah, for me it's incredible because I was watching them in, on the TV when I was uh, younger. It was for me it's crazy because they have a, an amazing career and a, a, a long one because they were playing when I was watching them on TV when I was really young. Yeah, and uh, and now I'm practicing with them still uh, sometimes. So it's it's amazing that I that now I'm able to. I mean, I, I couldn't think about this when I was uh, I don't know eight or nine watching them on TV in a Grand Slam and then. Just to, if someone told me that uh, ten years later I will practice with uh, Gael Monfils or Tsonga, mm. or I don't know even uh, text uh, with uh, Tsonga on my <laughs> on WhatsApp or anything, yeah, I wouldn't believe it. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing because they are all uh, amazing person. They are sports uh, sports athlete, but uh, they are good humans as well. And it's crazy, and I'm really lucky to be able to 
to play with them to see them sometimes and like share uh, like a, a gym session or share a, a tennis session it's i'm really lucky about it and because they are really nice with the i mean i don't know if they are nice with all the players but with me they are all really nice they help me a lot they take the, their time to speak with me uh you know sometimes on court uh, uh i was uh i wasn't i i didn't have the best uh behavior but they were here to to help me to to speak with me and uh uh, or even to say that they understand me sometimes, yeah. you know, it's, and that I'm not crazy because sometimes <laughs> people like to say that uh, people are crazy uh, without helping them. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really really uh, really proud of this. Uh, it's uh, it's it's really nice from them and uh, to be able to yeah to be here today. Mm. As I said, I I still have the the. I'm still in the, the the kid body that I was, you know, before. I'm still like sometimes I'm practicing with Gael Monfils, and uh, he's like telling me a joke, and I'm just in my head, and I'm like, what what's what's happening? You know, I'm I was, ten years ago I was watching him uh, in Roland Garros, and now the guy is trying to make me laugh. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so it's so strange. Life is amazing for that. That's great. That's a really cool story. Um, cheers. Do you um do you, would you say that's one of your big challenges still as a player is managing your emotions and uh, staying calm and focused and kind of finding again we talk about the balance on court because I mean as I've seen in some of your matches you can you can be really explosive in your personality and get a little bit carried away and you've talked about it as well that you're better you play better when you're calm but it's not so easy for you. No, I think honestly I part for all the players I think yeah because as you can see on the tour everybody's playing good you know everybody is playing good tennis everybody's practicing everybody's fit uh, you know it's that's why the mental part is so much so important uh, in tennis now because everybody's playing good and the difference is uh, is only here it's, you know it's uh, of course if you're practicing more and uh, doing more gym than someone else uh, you will have more chance to be better but uh, I think the mental part is like so much important now on court so that's why I said that I have to stay calm I have to control my emotion uh, all those things because it's so much important and uh, yeah I think it's the hardest part for all the players to manage that yeah it's tricky right well, last couple of questions about um, where we are now in the tennis season. You're at the Ultimate Tennis Showdown, which has been a lot of fun, actually. It's a different type of competition, lets you guys sort of express your personality more and play under different rules. Um, but you're also getting a really good opportunity to play some really good players. I think you're going to face Gofan and Tsitsipas this, this week, if I'm not mistaken. So can you talk a little bit about that experience, what it's been like, and do you think it's going to be helping you for what's to come later in this season? Yeah, honestly, uh, we are lucky, all the players that are playing the tournament. We are really lucky to be able to to play this tournament because uh, Patrick organized something for, of course, all, all the people that miss tennis and want to watch tennis. So first, it's great for for these and for all the players. We are able to 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 play, as you said, with the, the best player in the world. Uh, practice, uh, do some uh, practice match, uh, practice in a good uh, good facilities. For me, it's honestly it's amazing because uh, I'm here in the south. I can play outdoor. 
I can practice hard with uh, all the facilities. And uh, on the side, during the weekend, I can play with the best guy in the world. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it's good. It's good because you're playing uh, uh, 40 minutes, not more. So you can you can manage your practice on the side. Mm. Because you know that you will have to play 40 minutes, not more and not less. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's... Uh, for this time now, it's uh, it's the perfect uh, perfect things that I could uh, think about. <laughs> what do you, what do you think about putting on the headsets and doing an interview four times a match? Is that a little bit too much? No, uh, the, uh, I was I was talking with uh, my coach about that, and I told him, you know, sometimes I feel lonely on court. Yeah, and uh, you know, you are on the bench. It's been two hours that you're playing. You're not playing really good, and uh, you're struggling. Uh, so sometimes you can feel I mean I can feel lo- lonely on court uh, so yeah for me it's nice sometimes to speak with someone mm. you know I'll you just speak with uh, the commentators uh, normally uh, the commentators you know you never see them they are talking about you you never see them right. and now you can talk with them and uh, for me it's amazing because they because they are they are really nice you know and right. uh, they are working maybe on on the tour since uh, 10 years and I never saw them before. <laughs> yeah, you so, get to know Pete and Jenny. <laughs> yeah, they are so nice. They are so, so nice. So for me, I'm really happy to to know them now, to talk with them. Uh, it's I think it's an amazing opportunity to to be more connected with the, with the older guys that work, uh, work with us. Yeah. Because they are talking in a good way or maybe bad sometimes, but most of the time uh, the good in a good way uh, uh, about us. So I think we have to, to give them something back. I yeah. think for me, it's the normal thing. And I, I thought it was pretty cool because uh, as a as a person that writes about tennis, that wants a lot of what the players have to offer, quote from quotes and their personalities, I think it's really cool also that they talk every at the end of every quarter. I feel like you get to know them better. You don't, you're don't. you not just watching tennis and guys rally from the baseline and whatnot and play points. You actually get to go inside their minds. And I think for the fan experience, it's cool. Maybe it would be good if the if the tour allowed it at some at some point or at some in some way. Do, w- would you agree with that? Or do you think it's maybe better for exhibitions? Yeah, for me, it's uh, honestly, it's tough to to it's tough to say, uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea or no, it's a bad idea. For me, there is not, uh, it's not a uh, yes or no. You know, uh, they have to find something in the middle of that. I think for me, it's, uh, as I said, sometimes I feel only on court and I'm happy to speak with someone, you know, with uh, because they are good humans, they are good uh, people. I mean, if uh, the guy is uh, stupid, uh, I don't <laughs> want to talk with him, you know. But uh, if they are good humans, uh, they are here for the, for the, the positive things. I think it's, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay to speak with someone when I'm going on a bench. Maybe not all the time, you know, but sometimes maybe at the end of the set or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, for me, it's a, it's a good thing because okay. you have time then to focus again. And uh, yeah, I think it's better for the crowd as well because they can, they can see more of us and not only the, the tennis quality. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, for me it's okay. You know, I I'm always uh, I'm always curious and I'm always open to to try uh, different uh, different rules, different things. And then if it's not working, you are just going back on the old rules. But uh, I'm never 
I never say no to to an idea. Yeah. I always try and then I see. It's a good attitude. How do you feel about the U.S. Open and then the and Roland Garros right after it? Um, do you have a plan set for what you want to do? Are you watching the situation in America and wondering like if it's really going to happen? Well, I just was curious. How do the players feel about things right now with the U.S. Open and I guess you know how far now? A month and a half away. Yeah, you know, for me, I think I I, I think the same than the old that all the people all the players or all the people we see the situation in the in us and we are like okay i have no idea how they will do a such a big tournament like this with all the situation uh so i have no idea i'm just like with all the guys waiting for some news some uh information yes i think we're all in the same uh, same uh, thing it's a tough moment for for us because we does we doesn't know we don't know how to do, uh, how to plan, or uh, if we have to book some flights, or, well, yeah, we we don't know anything honestly. So uh, it's tough for us. But of course, if they if they make the tournament and uh, it's uh, safe, and then uh, all the players can play it, for me, I'm I will play it because there is no no reason that I'm not playing it. But uh, I think it's for me. To be honest, it's a little bit dangerous uh, if we, I mean, right now, if we see the, the situation yes. in the U.S. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really, as I said, for the white black people, I like when the all the things are fair. And I think it, that it's not really fair that uh, all the top 100 guys can play and uh, the guys behind are not able to play the, the Grand Slam. No qualifiers so is tough, to, right? Yeah, I feel a little bit bad about this, but you know, uh, life is unfair. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's tough to be fair all the time uh, in all the situation. There is always one time who, where it will be unfair. But I think for me, uh, I don't really feel comfortable about this situation. You know, playing a Grand Slam when all the guys, uh, the qualifiers, c- can't play. Yeah, well, that shows what kind of a guy you are. I mean, because you, you, you could also just say like, "Hey, I earned my spot. I'm number seventy-five in the world, and I deserve it." But um. I like. I think you have the right attitude for it. Um, it was um, at least good that they got the wheelchairs in, right? Yeah, it was. When I saw that, I was like, uh, for sure they will have problems. And uh, I think uh, the guys, uh, the guys are playing good. They have a tour as well. Uh, so if the, I don't know why they all they will not they should not be able to play a Grand Slam if we are able to play a Grand Slam you know it's yes for me it's or that that's my that's why I don't think it's I think it's dangerous to go there and play because for me or everybody can play or nobody can play you know for me it's uh, there's no no reason that uh, the greatest player or we have to 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 choose who can play the tournament and who can play the tournament for me it's how oh, we keep the same rules and everybody can play or we cancel it and uh, we'll play it next year yeah that's my that's my opinion I, but uh, you know there is a it's more complicated than this of course of course for, for, for them for for the federation and for for the tour and for for everything it's more complicated yeah it's a really tough time all around right yeah. now do you, do you how do you get a sense for the the way things are in France and 
in terms of Roland Garros, there's a lot of confidence right now in Europe that uh, the coronavirus isn't so much of a problem. Is that how you feel? Is that how other players feel? Like that Roland Garros is a sure thing and it's going to be, um, that's going to be really, in Europe is where the season is really going to kind of kick off again? Or are you still cautious about that as well? Well, again, I have the same uh, same opinion because uh, for me, the good thing in Roland Garros it's that uh, everybody will be able to play. I yeah. think so. That's the good thing. I think, uh, but it's the same. It's about the security and uh, if everybody can play and uh, be safe and healthy, then okay, let's play. If everybody, if everybody can play, there's no reason to don't play the tournament if everybody uh, if it's safe and healthy. But um, but yeah, it's still a long way before uh, Roland Garros, so uh, things can change. So I think it's it will be stupid uh, from me to say uh, that uh, it will be good chance to we we have good chance to play Roland Garros or not, mm-hmm. because uh, things are moving so fast even with the situation. So I think that the situation for sure is better now in Europe. Uh, I mean in France. Yeah. But uh, you know the the ATP players are playing all around the world, so it's not obi- only about French player. Yeah. So we have to be uh, all the world have, have to be uh, ready to play to start again the tour, in my opinion. Yeah, and it must be incredibly tough. In a, I mean, we talked about the positives of quarantine and the music and all the great things you've been able to do, but it must be tricky when you think about your goals for as a player for the season. You don't even. It must be really hard to prepare and to train and to be ready for tennis when you, when, with all this uncertainty. Yeah, it's tough because uh, I, I had a good start uh, in the beginning of the year. But uh, at the same point for me, you know, tennis is really important for me. But in the world, tennis is not really important. You know, there is many, many other things more important than this. So I, I never felt bad during the quarantine about tennis. Uh, I've always been okay. I miss it. I want to play, but I was like, okay, there is some, there is many, many things or uh, that you can do in life other than tennis during this time. And I was pretty lucky. I mean, the, the all the tennis players are pretty lucky yeah. uh, in this kind of situation because uh, we win good money and uh, and I don't know, you know, there is a, we have nothing, nobody to pay because uh, we are not traveling anymore. We are not practicing. So we had a good situation, and that's why I didn't want to say that uh, that quarantine were really, really tough for, for me. And uh, in the same point, I think quarantine were terrible, of course, with all the mm. with all the people who died and all, all that things. Yeah. But I think it was a good thing for all the all the world to realize that uh, just even walk outside is, is a luxury, and uh, that uh, just simple things. Our luxury, and we couldn't, we will, we couldn't see it anymore. And uh, now that we are in the apartment for one month, two months, yeah. we can see that just have a drink with a, with a friend, or like just the simple things in life, uh, we have to enjoy it, and we have to, we are, yeah, we have to enjoy it because it's a luxury. Yeah, well said. I think we can leave it there, Quarantine. That's perfect, man. I, okay, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and. Uh, you know, all the things you've done. Good luck with the music and the tennis, and I uh, hope we get to talk again. Yeah, of course. It would be a pleasure. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. You take care.
de toi me fait de la peine J'essaie d'être là plus souvent Avant que le temps m'empêche De te prendre dans mes bras Parce que tu refuseras mon aide Fais tomber ton masque avec moi ouais. hey, Tu peux me livrer tes peines Je suis pas là que pour faire des blagues Moi je suis présent pour penser tes plaies hey, Je suis violent quand on te fait du mal Et ça peu importe mon adversaire Car le sang qui coule dans mes veines hey, C'est le sang qui coule dans les tiennes Tienne. Viens on s'en va de cette planète. planète Que toi et moi comme un tandem je te fais du mal et pourtant je t'aime Mais y a pas de place pour les regrets C'est mon son qui tourne dans le casque Quand vient la nuit et la détresse Car quand je dois partir de chez moi Nos au revoir je les déteste Même si je suis pas la sauvant This edition of the Lucky Let Chord podcast is a wrap. Special thanks to Quarantine Mute for joining us for letting us play some of his music on the podcast as well. Don't forget, go to Instagram. Quarantine Mute underscore music. Follow along, check out this young man's music and of course Check out his tennis. Thanks so much for listening to the Lucky Lead Cord Podcast. You guys can find us on social media at Tennis underscore now. Hit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tennis now. Of course, you can hit the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just Google Lucky Lead Cord Podcast. Voila, you will find us. You can also see us on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Definitely take the time, if you have it, to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It means a lot to us. And that's it for now. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hier encore, j'avais 20 ans. Je gaspillais le temps en croyant l'arrêter. Et pour le retenir, même le devancer, je n'ai fait que courir et me suis essoufflé.